Who says nothing is impossible? We've been doing it for years. Is deserted. Yeah, put your feet up and crack open a cold one. Especially if you're on the morning commute. Yeah, it marks you out amongst your fellow commuters as different, special, or even needy. I'm the Dulwich Raider. And I'm Dirty South. In this episode, pop-ups in Peckham, bishops in Borough, and uh, a raider in Dulwich? Oh yeah, I, I can explain that. Uh, and we go abroad to Belgium, Ireland, Cambridge, and Belgravia. Yes, we're on the trail of a missing bishop. A Christmas conundrum, a religious riddle. Plus all the regular bits that for the moment elude me, but once we get going, they're all bound to come back. Yeah, certainly. This episode is sponsored by the venue and taxi app, Go Out London. More on them later. And is currently being brought to you from the majesty that is Victoria Station Concourse Weatherspoon. Yeah. Uh, it's a pub that I can't help noticing. Uh, it's inside and yet somehow outside. I know. It's full of mystery. It's a day of mysteries. Um, but it's not today's first pub. At least not officially. No, that's right. It's kind of like a pre-pub, isn't it? It is like a pre-pub. A four-pub. Five-pub. <laughs> <laughs> so, to which pub does the honour of being official first pub belong? OK, pub quiz one. I think this is one of the hardest we've had. Yes. So I, I would like to award 1.3 pints for it. I think that's a good idea because I've had uh, listeners tell me they've got they're 100 percent on on the pub quizzes so far. So this is a tricky one. This is a tricky one. Yeah. Um, okay. It's in Belgravia. It's tucked away down a cobbled mews. Uh -huh. It had a cameo in the absolutely fabulous film. Oh yeah. And possibly the key clue is it's a Shepherd Neem pub. Oh. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't tell you that, did I? No. <laughs> I've got one more clue. Oh, yeah. It rhymes with remorse and doom. <laughs> <laughs> Make that 0.3 pints if you get that now. <laughs> OK, which pub are we talking about? OK, so... Um, we are, of course, in... The Horse and Groom. Yes, the Horse and Groom. In Belgravia. Yeah, Groom Place. Yeah. Very nice it is too. Isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just started to rain outside, so... Probably the best place on earth. <laughs> yeah, lovely little one-room dark brown pub. Yeah. Just how we like them. Yeah. Shame um, but you know, kind of everything. Yes, I've got a pint of Rudolph's Delight. I think it's called. Yes, uh, very festive. I've got, I've got a Whitstable Ale. Yeah. Whitstable Bay. Yeah. Which is a white. Yeah. The Rudolph's Delight is by Shepherd Neem. It tastes a bit like Master Brew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With a clove in it. Um, okay, um, I've got a question for you. Mm. What the fuck have you been up to? Oh, well, we have, of course, both been to Belgium. Uh, with Rudeur magazine to cover the uh, cyclocross championships. And uh, I tell you what, you say what you like about the Belgians, but they have a good time with rubbish music, don't they? They certainly do. What did uh, our photographer call it, describe it as? Electric umpa. Electro umpa. Electro umpa, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I thought was very good, um, which I put in the piece. Yeah, so I was writing uh, a, a trip up, wasn't I, to go. We went to see World Cross, World Cup cyclocross. Yeah. And, um, which is a mad sport anyway, but yeah. even more so where we were in Coxider, uh, because it's on sand, not sand dunes, carrying bikes. Yeah, I mean often it's on mud, but this is on sand, yeah. and the course is so hard, I was assured it wasn't the design flaw, uh, <laughs> but the course was so hard, every now and again the riders had to get off and carry their bikes. Mm. But the real action was in the beer tent. Oh I my mean, Godfathers! It was insane in there. Yeah, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. There's people down to the undergroundies. Yeah, people doing planking competitions and uh, just and massively tracking. loud electro umpires. Yeah, and, and all kinds of songs that you may know, but not with that kind of disco beat behind it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I knew any of them, but they, the locals obviously knew them because they were honking out some songs, weren't they? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, a tremendous, uh, a tremendous trip. Although it did cause you an injury. 
It did, I'm afraid, yes. My, my ankle swelled up. Oh, yes, that's right. Um, uh, not uncommon in, uh, in, uh, in top uh, sporting, particularly endurance events. No, no. To be fair, it's more often the competitors yes. who struggle. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, great, great trip. Thank you very much to Ruler, and um, that will be out in their Belgian special in the new year. Thank you to Belgium. Now then, what else have we got? I uh, put up a new piece on the site, didn't I, recently, um, about a return to university. I think it was sparked off by the season, you know, autumn comes around. Right. And I suddenly remember very fondly my student years, mm. and in particular a time when uh, I was in, living in London, but I was feeling a little bit directionless. Um, I can see that. Yes, I mean, there's only so far you can go on dole housing benefit and uh, you know, living in a squat mm -hmm. um, before you think, is this what my life is? And I thought, well, maybe I'll go back to university, do nothing there for a bit. <laughs> Get a few more letters after my name. Very wise, yeah. But what sort of subject would you do? I mean, you've probably done your degree. E yes, exactly. That was, that, was, that was the tricky bit, because I was very late to the application process. Uh, for my uh, extra year at university, um, I wanted something that um, you know you just you needed a degree for, and I could get some money for, mm. uh, get a grant for, um, yeah. and I'd run all the courses run out apart from physics. Oh, that sounds hard. Teaching. This is a teaching course I was doing. Uh, right. Uh, teaching physics or RE. <laughs> and um, obviously, you know, I'm an atheist. Yes. But I'm more lazy than I am atheist <laughs> so I went for RE <laughs> well and I, I became an RE teacher during the course of a year that is quite remarkable and um, the other thing was that I didn't want a course that was um, marked throughout the year course course coursework assessed mm. I wanted something that just had an exam at the end that I could bone up for yeah. so I was good at, I'm good at exams bad at working hard all the time mm. And there was only one place that did that still. Yeah. The only one left that had an exam at the end of the year, and that was Cambridge University. So I ended up doing studying uh, theology at Cambridge University wow. for a year, which was brilliant. And I just went back to playing um, games and lounging around. Yeah. Student uh, life. Boating, picnics, croquet, cricket, you know, it was just genius. And, uh, Never became a teacher because it became apparent that was far too much like hard work. Yeah. But um, the story of that year is now up on the site. Okay. Again, it's like a public service piece, isn't it? It's mm. just like if you are feeling a little bit directionless, throw it all up yeah. and go and study theology at Cambridge. Yeah. It's easy. Mm. Um, I also wanted to mention um, just a quickie that I went down to the Camberwell Sharks pop-up night. Oh great, yes, I really wanted to make that, I couldn't, but um, yes, Camberwell Shark um, are a couple of guys who listened to the podcast and were inspired to try and open their own micropub. Yeah, and this was... not managed it yet, but they did a pop-up. Yeah, this was like a trial night for them, mm. um, for Ben and the boys, and it was absolutely cracking. It was in the Copper yeah. Tap in mm -hmm. Beckham, it used to be the Red Care. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Beckham High Street, mm. and it was banging. Yeah, really friendly crowd. That sort of crowd you tend to get in micropubs, mm. where mm. You, you might not know everyone, but everyone's willing to talk to everyone. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's really good, really Great. nice. So, so congratulations. Well, that bodes very well for Camberwell Shark whenever they do get their own place. Yes, exactly. And the beer was brilliant. Was it very well chosen? Mm. Um, which brings us on to mm. yes, the uh, British Guild Beer Writers mm. Awards dinner. Uh, which I attended because mm. um, our, our book today, South London, tomorrow, South London, was nominated uh, in the best beer and travel category. Wow. Yes, it was quite an honour, really. I mean, uh, and we didn't win, sadly. Oh, fuckers. <laughs> well, I moving think, on. <laughs> <laughs> I think if there'd been a best beer and comedy uh, category, you might have uh, got it, or best uh, Christmas present. To consider yeah. it as a Christmas present for Absolutely. those relatives All available. Who, haven't, who haven't bought it. Yeah, I was, um, yeah, I was very punctual to this. I'm not normally that punctual, but um, it was open from like six until twelve, and mm. there was like a three-course 
beer match dinner. Mm. Um, that left a lot of space on either side for the pop-up bars that were going to be there mm. and award-winning ales and this mm. sort of thing. So I got there at six o'clock on the dot. Uh, I think we call the bars kind of drink as much as you can bars. Bloody hell. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, met some interesting people, writers especially. I didn't really know many people uh, apart from James Dowdswell. Yes, I saw who, he was uh, nominated. Who uh, listeners may recall was a guest uh, on our podcast uh, for the, the Pub Manifesto that yeah. he wrote. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not knowing many people, nearly all the conversations started with, uh, and, and what do you do? You know, a bit mm. like Prince Charles. Mm -hmm. um, and I was sat next to uh, a beer sommelier and a beer buyer, and there's a couple of young lads, and one of them introduced himself, Jacob Day, and uh, the other guy was uh, all Ansbach. And I was, and what do you do? And, uh, and they said, we're Ansbach and Hob Day. Oh, yes. Oh yes. So you are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you do? <laughs> uh, they were lovely guys. They're going to make us very welcome if we make it to their tap room in Bourbon's. We're heading over there. We're heading over there lately. Yeah. Later. Yes. Ain't we? Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, what else? Yeah, the, the beer, beer matched dinner was lovely. Yeah. Uh, it had some nice sort of wheat ale with the uh, smoked haddock souffle and uh, of course. a vintage ale. As you mentioned, it's obvious. Uh, the grilled tofu came with a, a smoked brown. Um, I didn't manage to taste the grilled tofu, but I did have the smoked brown. <laughs> um, and finally, uh, Necessary Evil, a Thornbridge uh, stout at 13% uh, in bourbon, uh, fermented in bourbon uh, casks. Um, yeah, so, and, then, and then back to the bar for another few, few hours, the drink as much as you can bars. <laughs> And what yet, sort of state were you in? Uh, you know, not, uh, not an unusual one. Um, I made it home uh, without injury or losing any documents or anything. Well, what are you alluding? <laughs> well, we are, of course, in the land of embassies here in, uh, in Belgravia, and um, we're, we're about to go to the Irish embassy. Yes, correct, because we're getting into our... Um, Trail. Uh, we're on the trail today, aren't we, of um, the Bishop of Southwark? Yes, and this in incident, the night of the lost bishop, took place in t 2006, didn't it? Yes. Uh, after he'd been doing the eulogy for, uh, by coincidence, um, at, at Southwark uh, Cathedral for John Young, the uh, of Young's Brewers. That's right. Yeah. So he, um, his mysterious evening uh, began in Southwark Cathedral. Mm -hmm. But after he'd finished that eulogy, he came up here to yes. Belgravia yes. to the Irish Embassy for a Christmas party, the most sought-after Christmas party in Embassyland, I believe, due to the great generosity of the hosts. Shall we away there? Okay, down the cobbled street. Um, so, uh, why why are we talking about the Bishop of London, the Right Reverend Thomas Frederick Butler? That's a good question, Radio. Right I mean, the, the, the simple answer is it's the greatest story ever told. <laughs> that's correct. I mean, uh, it's uh, uh, you know, that's what that's what Christmas is about. Yeah, I mean, it's gone down in South London legend, doesn't it? This night of the lost bishop. Yes. Um, so much so that we've mentioned him uh, before. In uh, we mentioned him before in our book. Yes. Available from all good bookstores. And At Amazon. <laughs> that oh, looks, that looks like a dead end. We're lost. We're lost now. We're lost, reader. Um, dear reader. So, uh, uh, and we've also, I think, mentioned him in a previous podcast, an early Possibly, podcast. Possibly, yeah, 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 probably have. Yeah, Difficult we? to I remember. No. Yeah. Um, I'm there's some way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we love this. We love this tale, and um, uh, and the story starts uh, on a December afternoon back in 2006. As we've mentioned, the um, Doctor Mr. Butler was giving a eulogy at Southwark Cathedral for John Young, and uh, from there he headed up to the Irish Embassy yeah. for the ambassador's Christmas party. Have you noticed it's always windy and raining when we do this podcast? Yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Why don't we just stay in pubs and do it? <laughs> There's something in that. That's something for series five. 
Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, I think we're going the right way. Yeah, possibly. Okay, yeah, no, it is up here, yeah. Up here, turn right. Um, so, yeah, we were off like Dr. Butler was to see if we can get into the legendary ambassador's party at the Irish Embassy where Guinness spirits and wine are freely dispensed. I saw one person describe it as basically two guys pouring Guinness continuously. <laughs> and then shots of whiskey are offered. Yes, uh, yeah, Irish whiskey, I'm sure. Yeah, and wine comes around. Yeah. I can't wait. And um, that's where we're headed now. It's a very handsome area, isn't it? All this well, yes. white stuccoed buildings and... Georgian residences, lots of mews. We're not in South London anymore, are we, no. Toto? No, we're not. I think this is it here, isn't it? With the giant Irish flag? Yeah, although you did say that about the uh, Italian embassy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, excuse me, uh, good afternoon, uh, or evening, whatever it is. Bit two for the ambassador's party, please. Do you have your invitation to that? Uh, not invitations exactly, but I do have this. What's that now? Uh, it's my Irish passport. He only got it last week, so we thought he'd, we'd give it a run out. Oh, well, in that case, gentlemen, it's straight through and up the main staircase to the ballroom. Have a good evening now. Great, thank you very much. Gentlemen, Guinness, whiskey, wine. Oh, yes, please. Leave the tray. Uh, uh, do you have any of those, uh, what do they call them? Uh, Ferrero Rocher? No, 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 no. Uh, Tato's. Tato crisps. Oh, yes, please, yeah. Of course, sir, right away. So, um, yeah, here we are at the self-same party that um, Dr. Butler found himself at on that fateful night. Honoured, uh, honoured to yeah. be here. Uh, and indeed, um, this is in fact the last thing he can be sure of because what happened next is the source of much conjecture. Indeed, there are many versions. Um, Dr. Butler himself remembered talking to a few people yes. and having, uh, like we are now, cheers, a couple of glasses of wine at the party. But the next thing he recalled was arriving at his home in Tooting several hours later, mm -hmm. not only without his crucifix, his mobile phone and his briefcase filled with confidential church papers, <laughs> but also with a black eye and head wounds that prevented him from being able to wear a mitre the next day oh. while on duty. Good grief. Ooh, thank you very much. Thank you very much, yeah. Do you want another? Yeah, sure, yeah. Thank you. Two of um, so yeah, the bishop, um, it was unable to recall what had happened in the intervening hours. Mm. Uh, and he reported to the police that he'd been mugged and uh, indeed that he may have experienced some sort of blackout. Poor man. Poor man. How he suffered. Uh, and um, that was that basically until his story was spotted in the press and some people came forward to help fill in the blanks. Right, so it was reported in the press that he, he'd been mugged. Yes. Right. Okay. And, uh, and then um, later that was uh, contradicted, oh. as we'll see. Um, as it turns out, the bishop didn't go straight home to Tooting. Mm. He, um, for reasons unknown, in fact, returned to Borough 
area where we shall, uh, well, that's where all the best pubs are. Well, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why that would be of interest to him no. is a mystery. It is a mystery because he was famously quite abstemious. <coughs> yes. Um, in, in, in fact, um, you know, if he had been drunk, which, he, which I'm sure he wasn't, he, was, uh, certainly not, uh, no. he could have left himself open to accusations of hypocrisy. Indeed. Yeah. Because he was quite against that sort of thing. Two glasses of wine he reckons he has uh, at social functions, maximum. Yes. Um, and he's a man of God, so we know he's telling the truth. Absolutely. And uh, Even if he can't remember. Indeed, people remember him at the party, going around, uh, introducing himself as the Bishop of Southwark. Uh, I'm the Bishop of Southwark. Yes, he, he was told. Uh, and uh, on uh, some occasions more than once, apparently. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, someone said, yes, he, he introduced himself to me as a bishop, so that I said, yes, I know, you've already told me that five minutes ago. <laughs> so, um, he was clearly in a chatty mood. Chatty, yes, in a chatty, chatty. And right. um, um, we'll pick up his tale uh, in Borough um, after the news. Uh, hmm. And another pop quiz. Indeed. going to use our sponsor go out london to um get us to our next destination back over in uh bermondsey uh go out london it's like, it's like a sort of trip advisor in your pocket Vinny, isn't it but it has got attached nice. to it uh, a taxi service yeah and uh it's also a standalone taxi service london carriages which you can download as a standalone app just search for lc passenger uh, which is like an uber yeah but cheaper Cheaper than Uber, better for the drivers, and it's got an option to pay in cash, which uh, would be good for you because you often come out without your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Several other things, yeah. <laughs> okay, just got out of the cab. Thank you very much to uh, London Carriages. And Cheers, we, Ricky. Ricky, and um, we are heading to our next pub. Um, what can we say about this pub quiz, Vinny? Well, it's in Bermondsey. It's in Bermondsey. It used to be called the London Scotia Bar. Yes, which supplied the Scots of London with hangovers and indeed hangover cures. Mm, indeed. Uh, it's, uh, so I think, has it gone back to its original name? I think it has. Okay. I think it was this. I won't say it this time. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and upstairs, mm. in one further and final clue, is um, decorated in what we would only describe as some sort of hideous Boy Georgian style. <laughs> well, I'd have thought it was more Jim Wardian. Clever. Mm. Very clever, yes. Um, which pub are we talking about? Ah, there it is. Uh, don't say the name of the pub. 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 Where's he gone? Oh, thank God. Okay, mate, uh, what do you fancy? I have a stiff upper stiff up lip, please. Two pints of stiff upper lip, please, Clive. My name's not Clive, it's Nathan. Oh, Nathan, sorry, yeah. We're, we're never going to get that right, are we? No. Thanks very much, Nathan. Okay, did you guess the pub? We did are, you? Of course, in the Woolpack. The Woolpack on yeah. Bermondsey Street. Yeah. Very swanky part of town these days. Yes, it? it is, isn't it? There's all sorts of lovely bistros and restaurants up and down here. That we can't afford to eat in. No, we just had a sausage roll mm. and we've got a pint of by the horns. Stiff up a lip. Thank you very much. The news. The news. The news. The news. 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 Have we got some news? Yeah, first up, some. I'm just undoing the jacket. It might interfere with the. As a. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, that, that, I can show you that is his jacket. <laughs> um, yeah, first up, pub and beer news. Right, the Cambria. Tell me about the Cambria. Well, the Cambria, um, according to um, owners, Stars and Bars. Is, mm. is going to reopen. Oh, good. Remember, some uh, listeners were concerned about it. Yes. This is the Cambria in Loughborough Junction, 
Camberwell, yeah, Brixton. I'm not sure where it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I've been there many times. Yes, exactly. It's that sort of pub, isn't it? Back street. Yeah. Um, it's being refurbished and will be put up again for leasehold in 2020. Yes. So it's not dead. Great. Um, Give me some more good news. Yeah. Craft Metropolis Tap Room. Do you mm. know Craft Metropolis? They're an online kind of beer retailer. Mm. Um, great yeah. range. And they've opened a tap room in Penge, uh, sort of Penge oh, yeah. West Way. That, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and apparently it's very nice. All, all the reports were very positive about Excellent. their opening night. Many from, uh, well, not many from, one from, Emma, uh, Emma Stump. Yes. Who seems to go to every beer launch, bar launch, tap room launch between London and Belgium. <laughs> Um, she's there first. I mean, if you actually want the beer and pub news, read Emma Stump's Twitter. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we're she's highly at, reliant on her, aren't we? You at Pishy, isn't she? At P I S C I. Yes, funny you should mention it because she also alerted me to Joyce Broccoli. Oh, yes. She was there before it was open, the night before, the preview. She's everywhere. This is another bar that's opened in Broccoli. Which she did say is perhaps more of a wine bar uh, feel than a uh, beer bar. Yes, but cozy, great beers it? as well. But great beers as well. I mean, yeah. it's run by the guys who do Salt House Bottles yeah. and Broccoli. Yeah. So uh, it's no wonder they have good beer. Yeah. And it looks nice, doesn't it? It's a sort of cozy uh, corner place. Look lovely. So there's Craft Metropolis in, uh, where was that one? Penge. Yeah. And Joyce in Broccoli. And Brixton Village Tap Room. And Brixton Village Tap Room. Have you been there yet? I haven't been there yet, no. no. Um, I mean, it seems like it specialises in South London beers, so... Right. Got to be good. Got to be very good, yeah. Great. Good for the winter. Because there's one of those, is it indoors or is it outdoors? Yeah, yeah, no one knows. Who knows, who cares after a couple? Yeah, well, it's uh, all year round. Yeah. Um, You were going to mention something about the Alex. I I think I know what this is going to be. Yes, their Christmas dinner. They've they've done it before, haven't they? they? I mean, uh, I just think this is totally hats off. uh, If you're on your own at Christmas, Mm -hmm. you can go to the Alex in Penge. You'll get Christmas dinner and... Penge? Isn't it the Alex in Penge? No, Alexandra in uh, Wimbledon, isn't it? Uh, Is it? (laughs) We might have to get back to you on that, dear reader. (laughs) Let's have a quick look. Uh, we'll have a quick look while you wax lyrical about it. Yeah. Tell them I what, what happens. Was, yeah, well, I, I just saw it was the Alex, and uh, I suppose I know the Alex and Penge more. But yes, uh, last year they served over 100 people with uh, Christmas dinner. Um, this is for people who are on their own for Christmas. I mean, you can't take a family of eight there. The Alex, known to locals as the Alex in Wimbledon. Oh, uh, yeah. apologies to the Alex in Wimbledon. And um, apologies to the Alex in Penge. And apologies to the Alex in Penge. all the people that will be turning up on Christmas Day. Expecting. Demanding it. Christmas dinner. Yeah, <laughs> like me. <laughs> um, yeah, and this is the uh, Wimbledon Institution. They have done it, they do it every year, actually. Right, okay, yeah. I thought yeah. we mentioned it last year, but your memory... You know, it isn't you know? It's not your fault. You can't remember anything, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. No, no, no. no, no. no. It's the beer and drug. <laughs> um, and before we leave um, pub and beer news, uh, we should have a quick mention of the 2020 Deserter World Cup of Pubs. Yeah, get in. Yeah. It's coming back. Those uh, of you who've known us for a little while will know that um, we do this every couple of years. Mm. Is that biannual or biennial? It's one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe two of the two. Um, yeah, every two years we do a World Cup of pubs in the, what I would call, the South London region. Yes. Although perhaps it's... The top 40 it, pubs, largely, whittled yeah. down to a final, a, a, yeah. a, a thrilling final. Um, Which takes place at the beginning of January. Yeah. And we'll be kicking that off uh, in the second half of December. Yeah. With some group with the group stages with the group stages so four not teams very, not very long at all not teams pubs yes yeah not I long think of them as teams and uh, also look out for a tweeny pubcast mm. specifically on pubs where um, we can stop pretending we like to talk about things H- other history. than history <laughs> yeah people we can get back to our, our core beliefs yeah um, that pubs are brilliant. Mm. Um, you know, and we'll be featuring such great pubs as the Blythe Hill Tavern, the current champion of the, the world. Yeah, uh, the Ivy House, a yes. previous World Cup winner. Yeah, 
uh, Dog and Bell, which uh, ran both close in previous years. Yeah. In I fact, all the quarterfinalists will be back as seeds, bar one. Yes, the Catford Constitutional has left us. Yeah. Uh, so they uh, they shan't be involved. Sadly, um, they didn't make it uh, through. No. Um, so, but so there'll be a few new pubs this year. Oh yeah, we're, ex we're excited to see uh, join the party. Yeah, exactly. Um, I can't quite remember the <laughs> Rusty Bucket from yeah. Elton will be Ninth right. Life. Be interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, Rose and Crown and uh, Southwark, mm -hmm. those sorts of places, uh, which will be new to the list. Anyway, this is um, for those of you that don't know. Uh, takes place on Twitter and yeah. is a Twitter knockout polling competition. Look out for it. A 2020 Deserter World Cup of Pubs. Um, now, else outside of pubs, uh, Raider, I, I, I must hear, we? I hear you. <laughs> I hear you've been active in yeah? Dulwich. Uh, well, there was a police oh. police report. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, um, um, perhaps you can explain. First of all, sorry. Mm. And second of all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, readers of local, actually national news may have uh, seen the story about the Dulwich Picture Gallery. Um, yeah. Somebody tried to heist two Rembrandts. Yeah. In this, a this is daring raid. Yeah. Um, uh, and you can't explain your whereabouts, is that right? I know where I was. <laughs> I was in Dulwich Village Peter Express. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. I've taken a leaf out of Prince Andrew's book. Hmm. Um, so uh, I, I know what I had. I think it was the pe pepperoni romana. <laughs> uh, the thing is, in, in all seriousness, this has kind of played havoc with my my life and reputation. Yeah. My reputation. Yeah. I mean, it just so happens for those of you that don't know that um, my Twitter handle is Dulwich Raider, and um, the police came calling. Of course they did. You're number one suspect. Yeah. So a raid at Dulwich Picture Gallery. Mm. Dulwich Raider. Mm. It doesn't take a genius to put two and two together. No, that's why I called them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I've actually had to change my Twitter handle. Have you? Yeah. You're now a Dulwich Reindeer. Oh, that's that's <laughs> nice and festive. Yeah. <laughs> it's very festive. I mean, it was only supposed to be for a week, but um, I thought I can't really change it back now. No, it's coming up to Christmas. It sounds like the Grinch. Yes. Yeah. So I'm still Dulwich Reindeer at the moment, but um, yeah, it was. Um, it was it was a little bit tasty for a while, a bit yeah. touch and go. It's a number you didn't of interviews have to go to jail again, did you? No, 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 I didn't have to go to jail again. That's good, but obviously they've got my record. Mm, yes, they know of you. Yeah, and, and, and one of the robbers was wearing sandals. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I may as well confess. You know, uh, it was me, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, Half Life's got a Vermeer in his carsy. Yeah. Well, he claims it's a Vermeer. It is a very nice painting. Yeah. I thought, why can't I have a Rembrandt in my shed? It's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. But when the alarms went off, they were very heavy to carry. Mm. Oh, I see. Yeah. And, and yeah. as you know, I was on my own. Yes. Yes, you. I'm were. not going to say where were you. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that sounds like that implies you might have been in on the job. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> but. I was alone. I couldn't carry the fuckers, so I had to drop them. Mm, yeah, wasn't wasn't that carefully planned, was it? <laughs> um, I think we should move on. Okay. Because uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I've got a feeling yeah. I'm implicating myself yes. by confessing. I think you might be, yes. Um, well, perhaps we should move, move on to um, other news. Mm. Uh, did you see that story on the BBC that people are faking sickies? What does yes. that mean? <laughs> Well, I had two reactions to that. Mm. Uh, you'll be pleased to, to hear, because sometimes it's seven, isn't it? <laughs> First off, um, you don't you don't fake a sickie. No, you take a sickie. You take you a fucking sickie. idiot. The sickie is a fake. <laughs> First of all, you don't fake a sickie. Second of all, duh. Yeah. 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 You don't you don't need a comrade survey for the BBC to tell you that people will take the odd day off here and there if they're no, not feeling it. No, that's not why I pay my licence fee. And in fact, I mean, I know BBC have had a bad couple of years in terms of, you know, the kind of respect and uh, from the public and, 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 you know, what you can trust of them. Yes. This yeah. is the final straw as Absolutely, far as I'm really. concerned. Is it last yeah. time for you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not paying it anymore for this fucking bullshit. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> 
Put your top back on. <laughs> yeah, the most common reasons for calling off work in 2018 were the common cold, musculoskeletal problems, mental health conditions, and other. Which just sounds like you. Other. Yeah. yeah. Dirty. Um, as well as faking sickies, the article went on to say, employees are often prepared to cover for colleagues who they know might be faking it. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good to get some mates involved. And Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. 66% would not tell bosses if they knew their colleague was absent but not ill. Yeah. Those are the people you want to hang around with. It's yeah. the other third I'm worried about. Yeah, really. The other third. Fire them now. <laughs> uh, this whole, this whole uh, piece made me edgy because it reminded me of my tr- trouble with seagulls. You know, when I was working when, during my career and uh, I'd kind of um, fake a day at the external suppliers down, oh, yeah. down in Brighton or mm. Ramsgate or something and I'd ring in to check oh. everything was okay yeah. and they'd be like um, was that a seagull in the background <laughs> <laughs> no it sounded like a seagull it definitely wasn't a seagull and then it would go again you know yeah, like, that's my- a oh, that was a seagull that yeah. one was a seagull yeah, no yeah. that was my stomach <laughs> Why have they got seagulls in the background, they'd say, and uh, I'd be like, I really don't know, it must be bad weather at the coast, you know, because when it's bad weather at the coast, they all come to London, and I'm obviously yeah. in London. Yeah, I'd, I'd, that was my problem with seagulls. Oh, I see, yeah, no wonder you hate them, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that and the chips, yeah. <laughs> um, next up, uh I don't know if you realise there's an election going on. Is there? Yeah, uh, I don't um, suppose you've heard much about it, but it did trigger a memory Mm. um, that a couple of years ago we actually had a manifesto. We did, yes. Well, we're deeply political. Yes, and uh, I thought it might be interesting, indeed topical, just to have a quick whiz through some of our manifesto items and see if we still agree with us if we can get any laughs out of the election that would be a fucking miracle (laughs) um the first thing i uh, recall is that um i don't know if they're doing it this time but last time the lib dems were going to legalize cannabis Mm, yeah i haven't heard about that they've been a bit quiet on that this time haven't they um, but we uh were going to make it compulsory (laughs) (laughs) only deserter will make cannabis compulsory yeah and um it also fed into our idea for basic income where uh, everybody got 500 quid a month for doing fuck all Mm, mm. um and it was that was paid for by the taxation on the cannabis of the cannabis i mean which is compulsory yes it's fantastic isn't it not to mention the dismantling of the benefit system Mm. just in case we've got some numbers geeks listening that's how you balance the books We were going to swap out racists for immigrants on a one-to-one basis. Yeah, I'm very happy with that. Too. Yeah, yeah, I think that would work very well right now. Yeah, mm. like a so a family. Though it would decimate the government. Yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Maybe they can work in the government. Um, mm. Yeah, so like a family of four from I don't know, Clacton on Sea, would be swapped out with them. Um, four people from Syria. Yeah. Do we still agree with that one? Yes. Yes? It's not more so. Fully, yeah. Um, all cars were going to be barred from all cities. Great, yeah. yeah. With a that. massive sign just saying, fuck, fuck off. off cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just sounding good. I mean, it's sounding... I'd I, mean, I know it's a couple of years old, but it's, <laughs> it's relevant more now Absolutely, than ever. Absolutely, yeah. Um... What else did we say? Oh, all weekends. Five, weekends should be five days, mm-hmm. and all Mondays either removed or renamed Saturday. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a bit confusing, really. Mm. Um, and on the education front, I think this is mainly you, wasn't it? You, as being our education minister, uh, you were going to eradicate double science <laughs> and replace it with lessons on how to do fuck all, which is undertaught mm. in our schools. Yeah, I mean it's quite well understood in schools, but the, the, there's there's no formal lesson plan for it. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing about lying on the chaise long looking at the trees, is there? No. Or how to put up a hammock? Mm. You know these sorts of things. And uh, yeah, finally, um, 
beer and wine we uh, thought should be available on the NHS. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a strain. Mm. Right? Yeah. So the one uh, an alternative was to perhaps put hospital beds in pubs because they they've run out of them, haven't they? Mm. They're not, they haven't got enough. Yeah, yeah. Put them in the pubs. Well, I think we agree with us. I think we do. Yeah. I yeah. vote for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can't know the. Uh, the results yet because it's just before the, uh, the results come in but uh, I would like to be the first to welcome our new Russian overlords <laughs> <laughs> um, cool okay well maybe we should get back on the trail of the uh, lost bishop mm. because uh, the second part takes place around here doesn't it <coughs> yeah just up the road at uh, uh, well he started at Southern Cathedral, didn't he? And he yeah. also landed here after the uh, Irish he Embassy. He did. Uh, let's go and have a look at where the next part of the story took place. Right up. Okay, the bishop landed back in uh, Southwark, didn't he? Yes, on the appropriately named Crucifix Lane. Yes. Uh, he headed back here and uh, the next thing we know is that uh, he managed to set off a car alarm outside what was known as the Souchard Bar mm -hmm. um, by the railway arches of London Bridge. and. Um, a guy who was inside the Suicide Bar heard his alarm going off. Yeah. He came out to discover the good bishop sprawled across his back seat, mm -hmm. throwing out the soft toys of his child mm -hmm. into the street. Yeah. And um, it was at this point that um, Mr. Sumpter said to the bishop, What the hell are you doing? It's a fair question. <laughs> it is a fair question. Uh, to which he replied, I'm the Bishop of Southwark, it's what I do. <laughs> and uh, this statement has become well known around these parts, hasn't it? It certainly has. It's the call and response for uh, Christmas booze ups and tours around uh, Borough, where groups of uh, lads and lasses will shout to each other from one side of the bar, I'm the Bishop of Southwark. It's what I do! And we shall try and find some of those folk later because this is very topical because it only happened on this day, well, it was yeah. not, 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 not this actual day. Yeah, was it the 5th of about December? About this week. 5th? This week, yeah. some years ago. Yeah, and it's still celebrated. Yeah. Uh, not just by us. <laughs> so anyway, this Mr. Sumter, he then had to get uh, the help of others to remove Dr. Butler from his car and uh, he said that uh, at this point Butler became aggressive and arrogant mm. um, and unable to stand uh, really? at which point he fell to the ground and struck his head on the gutter oh dear spent some time sitting down declined the offer of an ambulance from the bar manager Paul Satterporn uh, who said that he got up and staggered away under the railway bridge we were laughing because he was staggering so much as he walked off um, and at this stage, in a bizarre twist, it's claimed that Dr. Butler told onlookers that he was in fact the Bishop of Woolwich. <laughs> Cunning. <laughs> but the personal belongings left behind in Mr. Sumter's car <laughs> told a different story. Oh dear. Um, and that, in essence, is the uh, seasonal tale of the good bishop. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he was absolutely adamant he wasn't drunk, which is fair enough. We weren't there, we don't know. And uh, as we say, that's just as well, because he had quite a reputation for coming down hard on the transgressions of his clergy. Um, but rather, we like to think, don't we, that um, it was almost divine intervention that uh, allowed him to take a night off that night and walk with his flock mm. to humanise Anglican orders and to, quite literally, find God in the gutter. <laughs> so... Uh, in many ways, we salute you, Bishop Absolutely. of Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I read uh, he was quoted as saying, I really do defy anyone who's had too much to drink to make that journey. Uh, um, I don't know why he would have said that, though, because he 
didn't have too much to drink. He made very clear. Yeah, absolutely. So, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that is a challenge, I, I've, I have gone all over this city having had too much to drink <laughs> and got back in better state than, than, than he did. Yeah. But, uh, I guess well, one of the other things is that he... He can't, he can't remember what happened. No, he can't he, remember. He has worried if he had some neurological neurological affliction. Yeah, where indeed. His, his, uh, his memory has been lost. I mean, I, I do get that myself. You time certainly time. do. Yes, um, but usually when I'm bladdered. But that's that's um, <laughs> that's obviously, that's just me. He could have had know. his drink spiked. Could have had, yeah, yeah. When I, I know when we saw our publisher recently, um, we had a couple of beers and uh, then a couple more. And uh, when I woke up in the morning, I had bruised knees. Oh my but, um, God, that sounds yeah. disgusting. Did I know. you fillet our publisher? <laughs> Certainly not, but um, I'm told it's a very common injury in the publishing industry. <laughs> uh, okay, well, um, maybe we'll just add, you know, as on a seasonal note regarding this whole tale, may the bell of peace ring out this Christmas mm -hmm. and never let the bell end. Okay, before we get into the uh, Bomdossas, uh, we do a pub quiz three. Yeah. This pub is, uh, lies in the shadow of the Shard. Yeah, we're in Borough. We're in Borough. It's downstairs. It's downstairs, that's a good Clue. And it's the only pub in London that has a portrait of Half-Life on the wall. Indeed. We know it very well, and it was the scene of the first series of the Deserter Pubcast. That's right. That's this is where we... we that's what we meant to say. This is where we uh, recorded the entire first series from. So for those of you who remember back that far, and if you don't, I wouldn't bother going back to listen to them. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I don't remember back that far. And I've been here. <laughs> Let's go and see Marino inside. Yeah. It's been ages since we've seen Marina. Yeah. Oh, it's like coming home, isn't it? Okay, all right. Um, Marina, uh, could we have a couple of pints of Hepcat, please? It's Karina, and you should know that by now. But yes, of course. <laughs> Sorry, Karina. Thank you, Kar thank you, Karina. I would have known that. <laughs> you would have. So, our pub reveal, our third pub quiz of the day, is... The Sheaf. The Sheaf on Southwark Street. Of course it is. So named because of uh, the... Um, Oh no, once rang the wheat sheaf round the corner. On Stony Street. On yes. Stony Street. And when that was um, closed for a little while, it moved around the corner to the Hop Exchange. Yeah, and then the wheat sheaf reopened in Borough Market, so they changed it to the sheaf. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So I can't believe we forgot Marina's name. <laughs> Do you remember we. She'll never forgive you. Uh, Although you made it up with her with your new uh, money saving scheme. What? Buying her a drink on your round. Yes, yes. <laughs> a slick, a slick. Yeah. <laughs> but we did see her on her second day of work here, didn't we? Mm. Which must have been, I don't know, ten years ago. Yeah, it could have been, couldn't it? Could have been. So we should have remembered her fucking name. Lovely to see her. Lovely to see her. Um, okay, uh, there we are. We are on the ship, which, uh, as we mentioned, it was where we, uh, as you may be able to hear from the sound. The yeah. echoey sound where yeah. we did the entire first series and a half. If you're an ear nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's get on to the next section, shall we? Um, what we like to call bum dosser. Yeah. You're a bum dosser. I had one come in. Go for it. Uh, from uh, Peter Carney. He, he'd been uh, told uh, by a friend that he envied because of her. The, the wild, un, uh, untidy glory of her flat. Um, but when she uh, had uh, visitors from work, rather than tidying up, she'd just stick out a stepladder and a couple of paint pots. Oh, that is a good one. That's clever, isn't it? Yeah. Just no tidy in. jeans. Oh, yeah, just decorating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just decorating. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's always like that. That is good. Brilliant. Hats off. Bomb dosser. Uh, you had someone sent one into you. Yes, I've got another one. Um, from Aaron, not his real name, um, who wrote in to say, can I have a bum dosser, please? 
Me and two fellow employees were the only ones with keys for the old storeroom at work. When they left, they gave in their keys to me and I never reallocated them. I have all the keys to the room, which is no longer used for anything. I've put an armchair and a footstool in it. I I go there most days to catch up on my sleep on work time. You're a hero, Aaron. Last week, I installed a fridge. You're a bomb dosser. Uh, I saw one on uh, Fesshole uh, on Twitter. Hmm. Somebody whose name uh, we don't know said, four months ago, my boss was made redundant. Her boss works in another country. I was her only direct report. No one seems to realise I'm still in role. I have no work to do and no one to report to. <laughs> I've found that uh, Fesshall can be quite good for uh, yeah. work confessions. All sorts of things, yeah. 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 Yes, lots when of When it's not about masturbation. Yeah, most of them are. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, good one. Um, maybe an honorary mention for um, a couple of friends of the podcast. Yeah. Pogby Dunk. Yeah, where is he? He's in um, New Zealand, what? watching the cricket. Jesus waiting, Christ. Waiting to go to South Africa to watch the cricket. Bloody hell, what a life. And Spider, who's uh, wintering in the Caribbean. And here we are in the fucking pissing rain. Just about to have another pint. Lovely pint. Mm. Yeah, it's all bad, isn't it? I envy us. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what we got? Um, over to the scene... Scene, yes. There's a little name I came up with for this for a section. Yeah. The social media scene. Oh, man, or was it you? So... I can't One of the, whoever came up with it. Yeah. Gold. Yeah, yeah it wasn't me. Podcast yeah. gold. Yeah. No, well done. Well done. Thanks, mate. Um, we've got anything for it though. Ah, that old thing. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed a thread started by. Mr. Nick Harvey mm-hmm. uh, about annoying lyrics. Uh, the question, the, the question was: When you hear them, what song lyrics, without fail, every single time, make you wince due to their sheer awfulness? Oh yes, yes. Uh, I'll start. He said, um, "When you're gone," uh, by Brian Adams and Mel C has the line: "Even food don't taste that good." <laughs> <laughs> that, gets, that gets him going but the thread that followed yeah. was superb mm. let me see what have I got uh, Martin Pressland wrote in uh, nominating Toto by no Africa by Toto yeah uh, which includes the line Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti <laughs> <laughs> this winds Martin up because one no, it doesn't. It's 300 <laughs> kilometres away. Yes. Two, comparing a mountain to another mountain is an awful simile. Yes. And three, especially when the other mountain is only half the height. <laughs> uh, he's got a point. He's got a, got a point. At Poppy Yoa nominated Fame. Uh, I absolutely hate how it goes, Fame, I'm going to live forever. Then 20 seconds later, in the same chorus, says, I'm going to make it to heaven. Oh, you know, it's just a contradiction. One or the other, isn't either it? Either really? yeah. forever yeah. or not. Make your fucking mind up. You don't yeah. want that from a box song. Um, others uh, nominated uh, Charlene's I've Never Been to Me. You know, I've been to Paradise, <laughs> but I've never been to me, which includes the line, I've been to Nice and the Isle of Greece. <laughs> that, is, that is special, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've always thought of it as uh, I've been to Lee. <laughs> um, Michael Jackson's Earth song includes the line, What about elephants? Have we lost their trust? <laughs> mm. um, a surprise. Quite a few nominated uh, Spaces, the female of the species, um, for saying, The female of the species is more deadlier than the male. Oh. It's a wrong one, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, this is compounded by the fact that earlier in the song he sings it correctly. Mm. Yeah, I thought so. Or corrector. Yeah. <laughs> More corrector. Um, I've got soul, but I am not a soldier. Winds a lot of people up. This is the killers, of course. Yeah. Uh, as Bill Bailey uh, has it, you might as well say, I've got ham, but I'm not a hamster. <laughs> it's meaningless. Yeah. Um, that is pretty awful. 
What about uh, this one, the Verve sonnet? There's love if you want it, don't sound like no sonnet. Mm. That, I mean, that gets me every time. I had to agree with that one. Um, Elton John's Your Song. Uh, this is a few people obviously came up with this one, which obviously includes the lines, If I were a sculptor, but then again, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, writing lyrics is hard. Yes. But it, this is Bernie Taupin, it's all he had to do. Elton John wrote the fucking music. Yeah. yeah. Um, Spandau Ballet's True. This is, I, I, I know that song very well, but I never knew it included this line. Take your seaside arms and write the next line. What? What? Hello? <laughs> what, is, what is a seaside arm? My seaside arm? What does it mean? Take your seaside arms and write the next line. I've heard that song a thousand times and I've never realised that's what he said. No. And Gary, I'm afraid it's ru- Gary Kemp. It's ruined the, it. On the next podcast. Yeah, I should have actually prefaced this bit with saying this song, this bit might ruin songs that you love. Mm. Um, there's plenty, plenty of scary and rapey ones. You know, like Did She Put Up a Fight from Summer Nights oh, or God, um, yeah, yeah. Roy Orbison's Drove All Night when he sings I crept in your room to make love to you. Is that all right? No, Roy. It's not all right. <laughs> um, and obviously there's the seasonal one from Band-Aids, Do They Know It's Christmas, of which you can say pretty much all of it is awful and wincy, but particularly the line, the Christmas bells that ring there are the clanging chimes of doom. Jesus Christ. <laughs> have, you, have you ever heard that line? No. Actually, I have heard that, because I think I've switched off. You have to yeah. switch off your brain to listen to it, don't you? But... There's a clear winner right, that really? everyone agreed on. Worse or better than all of those? <laughs> worse than all of those. Mm. Possibly the worst verse of all time mm. from Desiree and mm. her song Life. Oh yeah. I don't want to see a ghost. It's a sight that I fear most. I'd rather have a piece of toast <laughs> <laughs> and watch the evening news. <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, God Almighty. Anyway, so there, there's the winner. There's nice. your winner. There's yeah, your winner. No, I don't know where we can possibly go from there. No. <laughs> Woo. Well, right, well, I'm recovered. Somehow, I'm not. I'm not. But, um, I'm going to move on to the next item. Hit it. Uh, which was uh, Stratton Rovers, uh, our hero, non-league, uh, non-real team. Yeah, um, they've attracted a lot of Google reviews for their their ground on uh, in, in Streatham, presumably. Have they? Uh, they have. Yeah, yeah, loads of them. Uh, they only got one star from uh, Pete Brooksbank, who said um, would rate three stars, but the deaths are are a worry. <laughs> uh, last summer, my next door neighbour, lovely chap, really into robotics, told me he was popping along to Streatham Rovers to take part in the 2018-19 kit launch. Mm. Unfortunately, that was the last I ever saw of him. That was videoed. Was it? Yeah. On the plus side, his widow never asked me to return his hedge trimmer. (laughs) Every cloud. (laughs) Um, But uh, Tim Hughes gave it five stars. said, uh, I took my mum to watch the Mighty Rovers play because she likes it with a venue. Great time, great range of single origin coffees, although the manager will start barking at you for no reason. It was a shame about the deaths that night, but... It couldn't be helped, apparently. <laughs> this is a theme. They do have was an theme. inordinately large number of deaths uh, for a non league Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ian Guest 4 said, uh, I went and didn't die, so the death thing is slightly overstated. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the football because uh, I'd won the meat raffle and they wouldn't give me a plastic bag, so I had to put meat in my pockets. <laughs> Dogs like meat in pockets. I've now discovered, but at least I got my steps up for the day. When I get a new coat, I might return. <laughs> um, there's a great um, thread on Twitter, which is probably best experienced on Twitter, where you can see the pictures and enjoy the audio oh, yeah. of the best-selling singles through the decades uh, by uh, Archie Henderson, who's a music historian, put this together with Adrian RMG. Uh, for instance, uh, the 2010s, The Shape of You, uh, the year, and then James Blunt, the previous decade. Remember number five came up, uh, 1980s, sure, if I could turn back time, all the way back to 
the 1920s and Philip Jameson's Dirty Ankles <laughs> and uh, the 1910s Rupert McCarthy's uh, <laughs> Bellamest Malum, War is Bad and uh, the 1900s The Wright Brothers, The Ten Feet High Club um, goes on to the 1790s Beethoven's post deafness Acoustic Sessions <laughs> and uh, in the 1580s Sure, I Turned Back Time Oh, clever <laughs> she, did, she did do it So... Uh, let me get this straight. I haven't seen this. Is this so you can actually hear these as well? You can hear a little clip, oh, very you know, all the way back to 1400 BC. Wow! Oh, no, 14,000 BC. <laughs> uh, a lovely track by H. Sapiens, "Rock Scraping on Other Rock." <laughs> uh, worth having a look at Archie Henderson on Twitter to enjoy the whole experience. So, well, continuing the music theme, um, I enjoyed. Uh, Joel on Twitter who said that uh, in the song If I Ever by E17 and Gabrielle mm. Brian Harvey sings the very first time that I saw your brown eyes however Gabrielle wears an eye patch yeah so the lyric should be the very first time <laughs> <laughs> go on <laughs> the lyric should be the very first time that I saw <laughs> you. <laughs> the very first time that I saw your brown eyes. <laughs> Which makes for a very different song. Very indeed. different song, yeah. <laughs> oh dear, oh, it doesn't get any and better. a Merry Christmas to Merry you. Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to everybody, including the bishop. Um, Talking of which, yes. let's get a call and response going with the boys out there. That's right, yeah. Come on. We're done. Oh yeah, but that's it, we're, we're out. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, Go Out London and London Carriages. Thank you to the Bishop of Southwark. Thank you. Thank you to God. <laughs> and Nathan and Karina. Nathan and Nathan and Marina. Bishop of Southwark. It's, it's what, what I, I do! do.